Welcome to the Nutrition by Carmen podcast. I'm so happy to have you listening on this Monday morning or whenever it is that you choose to listen to this podcast. And as a reminder, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you could take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star rating and review. If you've listened to more than one episode, I would just love if you could pause this episode just to give me that review because that written review actually gets this podcast out to so many more people and I want to help as many people as possible with this podcast. So if you could do that, I would be so very grateful. And so today's episode is such an interesting topic and it was somebody on my Instagram that sent me a message and asked if I could speak a little bit about this because I know this person is not alone. Um, And the topic today is why you cannot stop overeating fun foods, as I like to call them. A lot of people call them junk food or bad foods, but I don't like junk food or bad foods because I don't think they are junky or they are bad, but I think they are fun foods because we often really enjoy eating these types of foods. And so this particular person sent me a message and just said that she was having a very difficult time really controlling herself when it came to these types of foods. And she asked if I had any, you know, strategies on how to get control over all of that. Um, But also I wanted to talk about this topic because I know it's so common for a lot of people to just continue, you know, if you open a bag of chips, you know, it's really hard to just have a few chips, let's be honest. And so, really there is a science behind all of this. And so I want to kind of explain a little bit about that first, but then offer some strategies and solutions towards the end of the podcast on things that we can do to help get control over these types of foods. So even if you haven't struggled with this before, or if you have and you're on a health journey now, I think it's just such a really, really great topic of conversation because, you know, let's face it, we all love some of these fun foods. So I think it's a really, really fantastic topic and a great question. Um, so let's just get right into it. So are you somebody that has had currently or in the past, you know, a hard time resisting a bag of chips just sitting out on the counter or a box of cookies or donuts that are just sitting there in the staff room at your office just calling your name out and you cannot get it out of your head. So just so you know, it is actually perfectly normal to have that feeling like you cannot stop eating these types of foods once you start. So, you know, things that I've mentioned earlier, so chips, but processed foods, um, as well as things like ice cream and chocolate and cheesies, and of course the chips and the cookies. These are all foods 
that are hyper palatable foods and are actually designed and manufactured to be essentially irresistible. And so to be honest, it really doesn't matter where you are. So whether you're driving, whether you're in your office staff room at work, or if you're roaming around the grocery store, the opportunity to indulge in these highly processed, hyper palatable foods is really anywhere, uh, no matter where you are, which makes it so difficult. Like if you just think about yourself walking down the street, um, you know, in a commercial sort of area, you'll probably pass an ice cream shop, maybe a donut shop or a coffee shop that has a glass case of all those really fabulous pastries just staring you in the face. That is for good reason. And so kind of, you know, you take 20 steps and you might be in front of a really tempting window of food. So again, it doesn't really matter where you are, but those temptations are all around us, even if we don't really think about it like that, but they are. And so something I wanted to ask was how often, as I mentioned before, do you have a small handful of a few potato chips and say, oh, that was just so satisfying, I'm good to go. You know, that is very unlikely. Um, to happen. Um, however, if you are somebody that has gotten to that exact point in your nutrition and your health journey, please let me know and reach out to me because that is not something that is easily done or managed just by us human beings. Um, you know, for me specifically, I absolutely love chips. And so that is very difficult for me. Um, and like for myself, knowing that chips are sort of my quote unquote weakness, I can't really have them in the house or else the entire bag will be gone. And that is just something I know about myself and I just know that to be true. Um, and so if I buy a bag of chips, it is you know, buying those knowing that I'm going to enjoy probably most of the bag and move on with my life, but that is just me. Um, so there is actually a science behind why it is very difficult just to have a few chips or a couple bites of a cookie or a couple pieces of candy. Um, it's hard to end the indulging just with those couple of small little bites. So the reason behind that is because food manufacturers have the ability to create these foods that are paired in a way with certain ingredients, certain flavors on top of putting together really eye-catching marketing campaigns, packaging and all that sort of stuff where it's so easy for us to get sucked into it all because let's just face it, the food tastes so freaking good. Like just thinking about like a crunchy potato chip with salt, oh my gosh, like <laughs> my mouth is actually watering. So while you're eating those foods, it just tastes so incredibly good. And so these 
big food manufacturers out there combine the textures and the flavors that they know our brains are hardwired to want more of. And so there is a specific purpose and reason why chips taste like they do, why cookies are just so freaking good, and why sour candies or gummies or whatever candies you like taste the way that they do and so on and so forth. And so, yes, I am absolutely the first to admit that in the moment, these foods are so good and they totally hit the spot. And it's always so fun eating them. And that's why one of the reasons I like calling them fun foods, because they're just so fun. Like, who doesn't like opening a bag of chips or cookies? Like, yay, it's just great. Um, but the problem lies in once we actually start eating them, it is very, very difficult to stop. And that is where the cycle of cravings kick in. So we just get that feeling like we can't control ourselves around these types of foods. And we might feel guilty when we have these foods in abundance yet we continue to eat them because we just simply cannot stop or we just find it very, very difficult to say that was enough, I'm good to go, and that is it. So the great news though in all of this is that it is actually possible to stop and kind of outsmart these food manufacturers. So I want to first though talk about how these food manufacturers make fun foods so freaking appealing. Like what are they doing? Because I think it's something we don't really actually stop and think about. And only until I became uh, precision nutrition certified that I've learned so much more about this and it just kind of makes sense. And it's really something you don't stop and think about if you're walking down the street or you're walking through a grocery store. So let's start with a grocery store. So if you are in a grocery store doing your shopping and say you go down the, you know, the, I think they call it like the snacks aisle or they'll say chips and cookies or whatever. So if you're going down that sort of chip cookie snack aisle, if you just stand at the end of that aisle and look straight down, you will notice that that aisle alone is just so much brighter in color than many of the other aisles in the grocery store. So this is because a lot of these processed and packaged foods live in this aisle. And marketers specifically use bright colors um, on their packaging. They also, you might have noticed, will use you know cartoon characters on boxes or bags of things. Um, playful animation on the boxes. Sometimes you might even see a celebrity photo on a bag of chips or something like that. So not only are the items really colorful, but they might have these sort of fun images on them. So when you are buying those things, they provide sort of a sense of positive association like you know I don't know if 
your favorite celebrity might have been on a bag of chips, but if you love that person, you know, you might be more inclined to buy that bag of chips. And that's just one thing. So next time you're in the grocery store, just stop in front of that aisle at the very end and just look down and you'll notice like Coke is red. Um, chips are all different colored bags like blue and yellow and purple and pink. Um, my favorite popcorn, Boom Chicka Pop, the bag is yellow. Um, you know, so just, just do that and you'll notice how colorful that aisle is. So the other thing I'm sure you've noticed before is tons of positive, and I say positive with air quotes, um, messages or sayings on these processed foods. So things like, you deserve it, you earned it, take a break. And you may not have noticed that before, but again, if you're looking at things, just pay a bit closer attention because you might notice some of these sayings on some of these processed foods. And you know, if you're someone that is looking into self-care or taking some time for yourself, seeing a message like you've earned it on a box of cookies might really hit home for you in that exact moment. And then what happens? Well, you grab the box. The other thing I wanna point out is, especially right now, there are so many buzzwords just thrown onto packages and boxes and all of that kind of stuff. So you'll see, I'm sure you've seen tons of these words like um, gluten-free or no sugar, low fat, organic, only natural sugar. And so these buzzwords thrown on packaging create that illusion that a particular product is healthy. And I'm sorry, but if I'm having a cookie, for me personally, I want a cookie that is from a bakery that is made with high quality, fabulous ingredients that actually tastes good. I do not want to buy a cookie that's been sitting on a grocery store shelf in a box that says low sugar, gluten-free, organic. Like for me personally, that's just not what an enjoyable cookie experience is like. I'd rather, you know, take some steps and go two blocks down to a bakery and get a really great cookie. So fun fact as well, and this might surprise some of you guys, um, when you actually do a proper comparison on products, so let's use an example of one of my favorite fun foods. That is a Reese's peanut butter cup. So if you're doing a comparison of say a Reese's peanut butter cup and say a healthier, healthier in quotes, option like there's a brand called Justin's. So Justin's does like almond butters, peanut butter cups, um, dark chocolate peanut butter cups, all that kind of stuff. And Justin's products are labeled organic and natural. When you compare a Reese's cup and a Justin's peanut butter cup, and I'm just choosing one brand that I know of, um, it's amazing because the Reese's peanut butter cup actually has less total calories and less fat 
than the Justin's peanut butter cup. But if somebody were to look on a shelf and see a Reese's cup and Justin's, and they're trying to be, you know, a little bit healthier in their everyday life, their natural tendency will be to grab the product that is labeled organic and natural without even looking at the ingredients. And so this just goes to show that if you aren't sure what you're looking for, the thing that is labeled or deemed more healthy or whatever than something that isn't may not actually be the better choice. And so for me, I know I love Reese's Pieces. I'm just gonna go for Reese's Pieces. Um, I'm not having a Reese's Pieces to count calories because I know they are super high calorie, super high fat, super high sugar, but I'm just gonna enjoy that. But again, if you are somebody that is, you know, trying to be a little bit healthier and you're seeing these products with these labels of low sugar, low fat, they may not be as healthy as you think. So that is just something to really be aware of. Another reason why fun foods are so easy to overeat. So when we have lots of different tastes to choose from, we tend to get a bigger appetite in a sense. And especially when it comes to processed foods, there are so many options. Like the options are really endless, to be honest. Um, and so if you think about this picture, this visual in front of you, so picture just a big bowl of bright, beautiful, amazing oranges. And then right beside that bowl is a big bowl of munchies snacks. So you know that everyone knows munchies. So it's that blue bag at the grocery store and see again, a colorful item. So it's that blue bag and there is a little bit of yellow on it as well, but that munchy snack, it has a variety of, it has Doritos, pretzels, cheesies, and sun chips. And so if you've got a, your big bowl of oranges and then right beside it, you've got your big bowl of munchies, it would be way easier to overeat the munchies because there are just so many different flavors and textures in that bowl alone. And so the hit of pleasure from eating that will just continue and continue and continue versus how many oranges can you really eat in a single setting? An orange is an orange is an orange and it's just a single ingredient, it's a whole food and those foods just by nature are harder to overeat for that exact reason. And so this is exactly why on my nutrition programs, I really encourage favoring whole foods with single and minimal ingredients just because they are so filling and satisfying, yet you don't need to eat a ton of them to feel like that versus having highly processed, highly palatable foods like your bowl of munchies, you can eat that entire bag, feel satisfied in the moment, and that just goes away really, really quickly. So it's so funny because in my um, nutrition certification, um, all my training and my learning, they said that multiple food tastes and flavors is like a party in your mouth. <laughs> and it's so true. Like especially munchies, there's like four different things in there. That is just so delicious. 
Um, but back in the day, humans obviously had to prioritize more calorie dense foods basically to survive because their next bite or source of food was never confirmed. Um, whereas today, you can just sit on your couch and order food without getting up. Um, and that's insane, like just from where we were then to where we are now. And so these food manufacturers are literally creating more calorie dense foods that are just so convenient and easy to access. Um, so that's just so interesting as a whole. And I hope you find that interesting as well. Um, now this is such a common thing. So I'm sure you have said this yourself, um, but, and I've also said this myself, but when someone says to me, I'm craving a cookie or I'm craving a brownie, or I just want something sweet, um, that is super, super common. And so what is interesting here is that if you wanted something sweet or you're saying you have a sugar craving, why is nobody just opening up a box of sugar cubes and sucking on a sugar cube to satisfy that sugar craving, right? Like if you think about it, that would make kind of sense. But the thing here is that it isn't just the sugar that we are wanting or craving. Sugar on its own is really not appealing at all. Salt on its own, if I want something salty, I'm not just gonna go to our little salt container and have a pile of salt. <laughs> like that would be horrible. Um, and so those ingredients on their own aren't all that satisfying. Fat on its own is not very appealing. Like who wants to have a spoonful of butter? Like absolutely not. That is not exciting. But it's when salt, sugar and fat are combined, when those three items are found within a single product, it is like the most magical food item in the world. So like a chocolate chip cookie with a little bit of sea salt on top. Or if you follow me on Instagram, you know my husband makes the most amazing brownies. Um, or if you think of like trail mix, you know, you've got chocolate chips, you've got raisins, you've got nuts, you've got chips in there. The combination of sugar, fat, and salt just truly makes those foods simply irresistible. And so in order to actually make it to market, processed foods have to actually check off five boxes in order to get their products on the shelf. And this is something nobody talks about. So the first um, item that food marketers have to check is that their items have to be calorie dense. And so usually high in sugar or fat or both items um, will say, you know, if you have a, pr a product that is processing low fat, you know, there's another buzzword that's thrown on there, check on that item to see how much sugar is in there because that is likely where the balance will come in because 
the food has to actually taste good. And so yes, it's processed and it might be labeled low fat, but there might be a ton of sugar and salt in that item to make it taste good and to hit that calorie dense checkbox. So that is something to look for. The second thing, they have to have amazing flavor. You have to have instant satisfaction. So getting that pleasure hit after the first bite. Um, the fourth thing is that the food almost has to sort of dissolve in your mouth. So it has to melt down really easily. And the fifth thing is that it has to be easy to eat. So little effort in chewing the product because if you have a combination of all of those five things, you're more likely to continue to buy it. So isn't that just crazy? Like I just didn't really realize that much thought, money, time, effort went into this stuff, but it really, really does. And so that's just some information behind the marketing and production of these highly processed fun foods. But as always in my podcast, I always like to come with some solutions and strategies. And so for this podcast topic, I've got some ways that I'm hoping will help those of you that are struggling to overeat fun foods, maybe make a little bit of a difference here. So obviously, as I mentioned, it's so much easier to overeat processed foods because, you know, one of the criteria, like I mentioned, to get these products to market is just that easy to chew. So focusing on your chewing and actually this is something I get my nutrition clients who are struggling with um, their consumption of fun foods to do is a chewing comparison. And this might sound really, really weird, but just hear me out here. So. Um, you can compare how many chews it takes to swallow a more processed food versus a whole foods. So other things I also will get my nutrition clients to look out for are things like how long does it actually take to eat each food? And you know, how much are you wanting to keep eating that food? And something that you can do if you wanted to do this comparison is a bag of potato chips and a whole potato. So you can bake your potato, you can roast your potato, whatever it is, but just seeing, okay, how long does it take to actually eat a bag of chips versus a full potato? And that is just something there and it is eye-opening because how quickly can we eat potato chips like shockingly fast but it makes sense right based on everything i've mentioned so far the second thing i would love everybody to do that's listening out there is just to look at your pantry your fridge and your freezer and this is one of the first steps i get all of my nutrition clients to do is to do a pantry, fridge, freezer assessment. Um, because if these fun foods are not around to begin with, we simply do not have the option of eating them. And truly, it's as simple as, as that. If I don't have chips in my cupboard, well, I'm not gonna be eating chips. If I don't have a pint of Ernest ice cream in my freezer, I'm not gonna be eating ice cream. And it's because it's not there. And that's so simple. 
Um, but again, if you are somebody right now that is struggling right now to, you know, like control your eating with the fun foods, look in these areas of your kitchen, do an assessment, see what you might have in there that might be a really colorful bag or a box or package and see what highly processed foods you, you've got right now in your kitchen. Um, and then you can also sort of do an assessment of your buying habits based on what's in these areas of your kitchen right now. So you could even look how many products are in your kitchen that have a buzzword on them. Do you have boxes of things that say low fat, organic, natural sugar? Um, and you can even list out on a piece of paper, okay, well, I've got some kettle chips, I've got some cookies, I've got one bite, two bite brownies, whatever it is, and just do an assessment of that. And, you know, if this is something that really matters to you, then you may have to just get rid of those foods. Um, you know, you can donate them or give them away or bring them to your office or something just so that they are literally not in your house. Um, and with that, you can do a healthy swap as well. So if you've got, let's just say you've got um, kettle chips, I just keep going back to that. <laughs> um, you know, you can go to the grocery store and get some rice cakes or something like that. Or you can even buy some whole potatoes and make your own chips. I've got a potato chip recipe that just involves a single potato. So really, if the foods are not there to begin with, how can you possibly eat it? So doing a full-on pantry assessment. Now, the other thing that is interesting here is to look at the situations that you're in when you are overeating these fun foods. So look to see if you notice any habits or patterns in your daily life and what might trigger that behavior in the first place. And so a trigger could be something like even just a feeling, you know, are you stressed? Are you anxious? Are you nervous? Um, those feelings can be a trigger. Um, simply the time of day, that could be a trigger. It might be 3 p.m. You might be feeling that afternoon crash um, or you might be in a social setting. If you're at a party where there's just fun foods laid out on a table, um, or a trigger can also be a physical location. Maybe you're at a baseball game or a soccer game or a hockey game and like, you know, at a baseball game, who doesn't want to get a hot dog and like a bag of peanuts there? You know, so there's just those temptations. Or if you love going to the movie theater, well, you know, we need to get popcorn with butter and, and some candy, right? Like while we're watching the movie. So it's just so interesting, like assessing these situations where you're actually indulging in the overeating of the fun foods. Um, and all of those things, the location, the environment, our stressors, those are all possible triggers that we might not even be aware of. And so if the thought of overeating comes into play, just ask yourself, okay, what am I feeling? Who am I with? Where am I? What am I doing? And just asking yourself those simple questions 
will make you just more self-aware overall so that you can make the best decision knowing, okay, I am here I am at the movie theater, this is a trigger for me, and you can maybe make a better decision just knowing that that is sort of your po point of quote unquote weakness when it comes to indulging. Okay, and so this now is one of my favorite strategies. So instead of offering yourself a food-based reward, replace the food with something that is actually going to support your goals. And if you're watching me on YouTube, I am my hands are all over the place because I'm just so excited about this. So, you know, to some of my clients, and this happened to me before too, I would do five workouts in a week. And I would say, like, what a superstar you are. Let's order pizza tonight as a reward for all that hard work. So now with a few years under my belt of experience of nutrition coaching, having clients, what I suggest is what can we replace that pizza with that will actually help you continuing your amazing workouts? And so what I love to suggest here is like, okay, instead of the pizza, maybe to reward yourself, you get yourself a new pair of runners or a new jacket or something like that. I had a client that, you know, after her fat loss success, she bought a whole new matching Lululemon outfit because she just felt so great about herself. She wanted to continue getting her steps in. She wanted to continue working out. And so her reward was a new workout outfit. And, you know, it's just something that will keep you going and actually make doing whatever you are doing more enjoyable. And so I love this idea. And so other options here um, might be, you know, you might be feeling sore after your workout. So reward yourself with an, a massage or going for a facial or, you know, you could meditate. You don't have to also buy these things. You can also take a really hot bath, light a couple candles and just totally relax. Like that could be your reward. Um, you could message a friend and go for a walk and a coffee. Like the options could really go on. Like you could also buy yourself some flowers and just have flowers there. Like you really could have whatever you want. Um, and these are all feel good habits and behaviors that will actually help to calm down stressors and just provide an overall sense of well-being, which who doesn't want that? And trust me, you'll feel so much better getting a massage, taking a hot bath, getting a new pair of runners, then having a whole pizza, then, you know? And so that is something that I would really, really encourage you to look at, um, replacing food as a reward. Find something else to replace that food with. And I've got a couple more suggestions here for you, and then we'll wrap up this episode. But one thing that's super important is putting quality above quantity. So I know food prices are just insane right now. And so it can be really tempting to 
lean towards buying a big convenience package of processed foods for less money. However, processed foods, as I mentioned before, use not only cheap ingredients that won't keep you full and satisfying, um, but they will also, you know, in the moment the deal might seem great, um, but ultimately you may end up actually paying for it down the road in the form of fat gain, poor health, metab metabolic problems. You know, if you're just eating processed food, packaged food time and time again. Um, and so you want to just really pay attention to that um, and look at buying these more whole foods with single or minimal ingredients because with these foods, you're only paying for them once at the grocery store and forever with your health. So if you just think about how fast you will go through that processed food package versus cooking and preparing whole foods, more isn't always better, especially in this case. So really, really think about that. Lastly, I'm going to just say and remind everybody out there listening, slow your eating down. This can apply to everybody. Even if you are not struggling with overeating fun foods, slow your eating down. So we live in a world right now where everything is just go, go, freaking go, including how fast we're eating our meals and scarfing down our food. So even if you are still concerned about replacing processed foods with whole foods, that's okay. And you don't have to do a full on um, change of your eating habits right now. But what you can do is implement changes that will make you feel a little bit better. So sit at a table and use proper dishes and cutlery, for example. And if you're getting takeout, put your takeout on a plate instead of just eating it out of the container from the restaurant. Eat without distraction or your technology. So put your phone away. Stop scrolling through Instagram while you're eating your meal. Stop watching TV because if you're distracted while you're eating, you aren't actually aware of A, how quickly you're eating and B, what you're actually eating. And so you might find that your meal is finished within five minutes and then of course you're not gonna feel satisfied and then you're gonna go into your pantry which might not have been cleaned out yet and then you're gonna go for that chips and then it just kind of spirals that way. So put the distractions away when you're eating. Have a glass of water beside you, put your utensils down in between bite and make sure that there is still food on your plate 20 minutes after you have sat down to eat. This is so major because this will help everything in your system. 
If you take the time to slow your eating down, your brain actually thanks you because it has the opportunity to communicate to your stomach, which is considered the second brain of our body, that food is coming and we have to prepare for it. And just that communication alone will help your digestive system immensely. And so some of my nutrition clients will set a 20 minute timer at the table just before they're sitting down to have a meal and they have to have food on their plate when that timer goes off. And so that is a huge, huge, huge strategy when it comes to overeating foods because if we're paying attention to what we're eating with, you will likely not overeat those foods. So at the end of the day, yes, I totally know that it is so, so tempting to buy all the fun foods in the grocery store and go for something that will pro provide you that quick hit of energy. And something that I really want to remind people of is that when we are craving something sweet or we are craving something salty or chewy, it isn't just sugar that we're craving on its own. It is not just salt we are craving on its own. It is not just fat we are craving on its own. It is the combination of those things together in a single item that we want. And so if you've listened to my podcast before, or if you've followed me on Instagram, you'll know how important it is to combine protein and fiber together to keep you feeling full and satisfied. And clients that I've had with severe cravings in the past have noticed a complete um, reduction or even a total elimination of those cravings um, by implementing whole foods with single or minimal ingredient in their programs within two to three weeks. And it is unbelievable. And I love witnessing this as a nutrition coach because it is just that simple balance of a meal that satisfies those cravings. And that's how simple it is. And you know, when someone says to me, I'm having a sugar craving, again, they aren't eating a white sugar cube. It's, you know, they want a cookie, they want a brownie, they want ice cream. And those things have a combination of those hyper palatable ingredients. And so I just want to say, if you are struggling with overeating fun foods, it's totally normal because they are meant to be overindulged. And again, though, the best thing about all of this is that it is possible to control how much of these foods you are eating based on all the tips and tidbits I've provided in this episode. Um, and so that wraps up this episode for this week. Um, I love getting messages on Instagram for podcast topics. And like I said, if I think it could benefit a wide range of people, I will absolutely do an episode on the topic. And that's exactly why I've done this episode today. So thank you for the suggestion. You know who you are if you're listening. And again, if you have more suggestions for topics you'd love to hear more on, just let me know. 
Um, and again, thank you so much for just taking the time to listen to this podcast. It means the world to me. And again, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I would love for you to follow me at Nutrition by Carmen. Um, again, leaving that five-star rating and review would mean the world to me. So I hope you found this episode really insightful and helpful. And hopefully there's a couple tips in there um, that you can implement into your life today. So maybe it's going to Lululemon, getting a new workout top or ordering a new pair of runners, something like that, that will support you towards the goals that you're working towards. So thank you all so much for listening and we will catch you on next week's episode.